Okay, hello and welcome to the latest Bicycling Australia podcast. This one's coming to you live from the Tour Done Under in Adelaide. Okay, so here we are at uh, the Tour Done Under Central, the Hilton in Adelaide. Um, stage five has just finished. It was stage five, wasn't it, guys? It yes. was. We've got uh, Laura Fletcher here from the Peloton Brief, uh, based in Girona. Uh, welcome, Laura. Thanks for having me. Pat Yonker, former winner of the Tour Done Under and uh, insider, absolute insider. It's good to be here. Yeah. And James Raisin, uh, Adelaide cycling specialist. In fact, Instagram Adelaide Cycling. And you'll right, see... Adelaide. Right. Yeah. Sorry, mate. I will, my aim is to fill the internet with cycling content about Adelaide. Right. I'll get there Adelaide. one day. Yeah. Terrible start. I've stuffed up already. <laughs> Guys, um, a, a brilliant result for the tour done under first up just minutes ago. Uh, hang on, let me just check his name. Uh, Nizolo. Giacomo Nizzolo won the sprint into Victor Harbour. I think that's great that it wasn't as predictable, uh, predictable as we thought with Caleb Ewan, you know. Laura, over to you first up. An insight, a Peloton insight. I mean, look, I'm a little biased. I've uh, worked really closely with that team for many years. We run a charity gala for Quebec in Girona. But I honestly think that for across all the teams, it's hard to not like NTT or previously Dimension Data. What they're doing is so good and the message they're getting across. And it's also nice to see the sort of underdog teams, the ones that mm. aren't the favorites, sort of cross the line first mm. and get a good victory early in the season. Mm. They had a really hard year last year, and I think this will set the tone for them a bit. So That's great. Pat? Yeah, I agree. I'm really happy to see a different winner on the podium. I think uh, we all know Caleb uh, is the quickest sprinter uh, after a climb like the Crow's Nest. Uh, yeah, it's obviously hurt him a bit, but yeah, I'm really happy we've got someone different. It's great for the new team as well. We all do barrack a bit for the underdogs. Mm. And earlier today, we actually used the line in Bicycling Australia, it's the Richie and Caleb show. Uh, nothing could be further from the truth. Caleb finished 8th or 10th or something today. Um, and now Daryl Limpy is actually overall um, leading the race overall, two seconds ahead of Richie Port. Um, and nine seconds ahead of Robert Power from Sunweb. So, you know, things, a lot of stuff has, it's been really shaken up today. Two, two bonus sprints tomorrow at Snapper Point. So there's uh, six seconds there and then the 10 seconds on top of Wollonga Hill. So it will come, come down to another nail, ba- nail biter. Um, it's going to be extremely close. Uh, Richie's really here to win. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss not to come second again so uh, Richie's going to have to change his tactics on Wollonga Hill we all know he attacks 800 metres from the top he's really going to have to change the way he thinks about tackling Wollonga Hill which is almost uh, you know his domain um, he has to go a lot earlier now mm-hmm. if he wants to win James is he going to change his tactic 
I, I don't think he can. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think Impey has had a strategy for the last couple of years. If you're being really cruel, you could call it he, he limits damage, but effectively he's still one of the five best climbers at the end of the day. You know, he is right up there. He will be able to just ride to his numbers. He will know them uh, going into the hill, and I think he's just going to... He's going to stick to it. I think Port will attack in the way that he always does. Mm. He will also do his thing. I think it'll come down to a handful of seconds. Um, and I think, you know, most likely we're going to see another two at under just decided on intermediate sprints. And, you know, that's the reward of being the most consistent team in the race. So, yeah, should be exciting, though. It's going to be very close either way. Laura, what's your bold call? I think we should watch out for Rob Power. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's actually been a, an ex- outstanding performance from him. And, I mean, he was really flying around nationals as well, so we sort of saw that a bit in advance. Um, and it's been a great performance, and I wouldn't be surprised if they go mm. all in for them, for him tomorrow. Uh, on paper, the team isn't nearly as strong. They haven't come with the same sort of roster that yeah. uh, Mitchelton or Trek has, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him really go out there tomorrow and try to do something. Mm. So, do well, we need, it. We need that breakout. You know, the 2 down under usually brings someone out to the forefront yeah. who we haven't seen before, like a couple of years ago. Egan Bernal won the white oh, yeah, jersey right. exactly. in the media zone at the end of stage six. Nobody asked him any questions because nobody knew who he was. Yeah. You know, we've also seen um, uh, Michael Woods came out yeah. a few years ago on Corkscrew Road. Like there is going to be that that next young talent is probably going to come out. So, yeah, power yeah. could be that guy. So if nothing else, I definitely think he's the performance that I've noted this week as being exceptional and maybe being a little bit less boring than the predictable things that we're getting sort of used to at the tour down under. <laughs> Is he another Girona-based? He, he is. I think most of them are now. Girona <laughs> yeah. or Nice, right? They're all, uh, they're all there. It's going to be more Girona now, I swear. And it's that, like horror. It's like that dazed and confused line. It's like I get older and they stay the same age. It's like the young ones are coming in now. I'm like, oh, my God, they're like 19. Yeah. <laughs> so. and, and they're all cafe owners. Of course. Well, yeah, you have to yeah. like own a cafe or yeah. at least a rocket espresso machine in yep, your house. Yep, yep, so. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> Laura, you were here for the women's race. Uh, how, how would you just... Quickly summarize this year's uh, women's tour. Well, look, I think the step up in category has really brought some more teams and talent down. It was great. Um, it was really interesting. It has been so dominated by Amanda Spratt and the team there that, in the same way that Spratt is absolutely great and we're all happy to see her do well, it's always nice to see a shake up result and something to sort of it will light the fire in the next year. It might make more teams come. Um, it's something that we've been discussing a lot, everybody that was at nationals for the past weeks about what's happening to the Australian racing when there is one team that's so dominant. And if you look at the start list for nationals, you'll see that entire teams from the World Tour didn't bother to show off this year. Mm. Um, so I think it's really good to show that other teams can come in and win against them. So, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, that gravel sector was quite short, but it really did stand out as one of the most exciting highlights of the women's TDU. Do you think that might be a little teaser as to what we might see in the future, um, uh, particularly with Stuart O'Grady taking over next year? Does anybody else want to answer that? Is that me? <laughs> yeah, um, gravel has been in the Tour Down Under before. Is that so, right? So uh, some people would be able to dig up probably a few pictures of the 2004 Tour Down Under that went over my Ponga Dam. And uh, there was about a kilometre and a half of uh, dirt road. Yeah. But what happened was um, a couple of riders punctured, Baden Cook had a puncture. And from that point on, Mike Turter has been risk adverse. And because of that to puncture, and Baden, you know, wasn't too happy about that, Baden Cook. Um, um, we have not uh, revisited Dirt since, so Dirt has been at Tour Down Under. Wow. But um, Stuart O'Grady is now the boss of the Tour Down Under, or director, and um, 
with the potential to go to Kangaroo Island, um, you're going to have to visit the dirt roads. You have, I think all the big UCI races around the world, Tour de France, Italy, Spain, they've included dirt road summit finishes. Mm. I think um, yep, the cycling is changing, evolving, and we see maybe a little bit of Strada Bianchi at the Tour Down Under 2021. James, Adelaide, right, Adelaide cycling expert. Are we going to see some gravel? I, I think we have to, because um, I, I think basically everyone benefits from including gravel, probably except for the mechanics, who are probably <laughs> going to have a, a harder time because of it. Um, I think that like commercially, a lot of the brands are pushing for tubeless tech. They're bringing a lot of things to market. I think they're going to want to see that sort of stuff in. The spectators benefit because, I mean, Adelaide is spoilt with gravel. Um, some of our best known areas, like you don't have to go far from Norton Summit or Wollonga Hill to be on amazing gravel roads. Like the, the whole Wollonga range of hills is mostly gravel. There's a ton of ways up and down there that are incredible. You know, it looks beautiful and it gets all the punters who come over and, and follow the race around. It gets them out in new areas. I mean, they speak mentioning Kangaroo Island. There's not that many sealed roads on Kangaroo Island. So you could have a really gravel dominated mm. stage and that would be incredible. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, the Tour Down Under in its current format has existed for long enough now that it's time to, to change it up. And yeah. I think that gravel, given that it doesn't, doesn't complicate that much from a race organization yeah. perspective they're not going anywhere new or different it's just a different a few different roads and we see a very different tour so awesome so i guess we take change out the is... criterium into the gravel crit <laughs> oh well <laughs> nice. we well i mean we have cyclocross racing in the parklands all through winter you, you know we can we can make it happen right adelaide Gravel Criterion. Yeah, right exactly. Nice. So I think the takeout this is look, we are going to see some changes Currently looking year. for a headline sponsor. You heard it here first. We're going to wrap this up very shortly because Laura's got some commitments and oh, we do appreciate it. your time with us today. Laura, just from, you do the, you know, the Euro Cir World Tour circuit, uh, how does this compare and, and how have you seen the TDU developing over the last few years? Well, I think everybody that follows cycling probably knows if they follow any cycling journalist that the Tour Down Under has the best press room of any race. <laughs> so we all, we all start the year really spoiled here. They take <laughs> such good care of us. We have a barista in the press room that makes us coffee. Love you, Tony. <laughs> yep. Um, so we're all very spoiled here and the one hotel and everything is great. It is Everything's a little bit different. The, I mean, the crowds here are so active, and there's so many cyclists here that are coming out to the race. This is really, really unique about Tour Down Under, I think. Mm. Um, and you don't see as much sort of like drunk, you know, Dutch corner sort of stuff here. <laughs> but every race uh, kind of has yes. their own has their <laughs> own value, and I mean, that's what makes every race special is the ones that really have the local flavor. I think so. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, guys, we're going to wrap that up. We're just going to make this a nice, short, sweet um, podcast, and we're going to do another one tomorrow afternoon after the final stage of the TDU. Laura from the Peloton Brief, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. Pat, a legend as always. Thanks for having me. And James Raisin. Pleasure. Okay, thanks, guys. Loudest <laughs> voice in Adelaide. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.